we're going to center this kind of around uh, Tim McVeigh Day 35 years later. I didn't really thought about that yet. Yeah. Well, I just thought it'd be good to be like a little celebratory, you know, because it was your day. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit like later on in the show. Okay. And, and I, I think since you've been on the show, we've added a little bit. I'm just screwing around with the audio here, trying to dial in my volume. That's kind of crackly on my side. Okay. It's probably these cheap headphones. Could be me chewing on nuts. No, I can't hear you at all, actually. So that's good. Where'd you get those headphones, Brian? They're just earbuds. I have spare headphones if you want them. I can send them to you. You act like over the last 10 days I've had time to do anything other than eat, sleep, and operate on people. I know. (laughs) Just like you have another job or something. (laughs) Aaron told me to tell you that your hair looks lovely. (laughs) I told him... Can't talk on the phone anymore. I got to get a haircut. Susan's looking at me. And I was like, where, where is Brian getting a haircut that he can like get a haircut and still be on the show? Because it's like 10 minutes before we're supposed to test. And there's Tim. He's just being patient to transfer. I think I, I think I can have one little drink of rum, right? Not one drink on call. If you're a pilot, you can have like a whole m- bunch more. No. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 706. I... I think this is going to work tonight, you guys. What do you think? I'm really missing the high degree of swearing we've had the last couple of times. Well, I'm sure that's causing some sort of buildup in my arteries that will kill me eventually. <laughs> Tim, so, the next time we have a get-together up here, you guys should you guys should come up. As long as I know a little bit ahead of time, we might be able to arrange it. It's always yeah. fun trying to get somebody to watch the pets and get two of us off work and all that fun stuff. Hey, have you guys come to MGC before? I think we had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there... Uh, we went three years out of like four, maybe five. We didn't go consecutively, but we went a few years in a row. We haven't been back for a few years. Because the new venue is awesome. Yeah, I haven't been to that at all. should try to talk to Dan. Uh, I'm going to have Dan on the show again. We have him on every year before MGC. I, I should talk to him and see if there's a way to help subsidize your trip up there as a guest. Because That'd be awesome if it, if it could happen, but I'm not counting on any of that. I don't mind going. It's it's the biggest thing for us logistically is trying to get somebody to take care of all of our animals while we're gone. That's the biggest uh, thing. How many animals do you have? Six cats and two dogs. Six cats? Is that even allowed by your city? Probably not. <laughs> Ours allows Tina's food. already started on her crazy cat lady starter <laughs> kit before I die. <laughs> I, I, uh, we're allowed three of each in Golden Valley. That's probably in line with what we're supposed to have. Yeah. Have you ever seen the crazy cat lady action figure? Yes. My wife needs it really bad. <laughs> Definitely. Friend, friend of mine had one in med school. She's pretty funny. She's like, okay, it's not, not, not that inaccurate. And then, uh, one of the surgeons I work with doing trauma, when you do a good job or a bad job, she always says to everybody, good kitty or bad kitty. I mean, she and she'll flat out, I'm a crazy cat lady, so everybody's kitty. I think the only reason Tina hasn't went to that level is because I'm still living. <laughs> I think we have six cats, so, you know, like, when something happens to me, we don't have to have cremation or burial. The cats can just take care of it. Oh, my God. That's where we're heading, I think. Wait, she what about taking this? in strays. <laughs> Big heart. The last one, we had a, a cookout a few years ago when they were still doing all those events in Fairfield. Had a bunch of gamers here, had some TVs and consoles set up out in our garage. We had the, the overhead garage door open, and then the back garage door open, the walk-in door, and we had fans blowing through there, so it was nice and cool, and we had some lights hung and all that. And We had chairs and some rugs out there on the garage floor. This black stray cat comes walking and just kind of plops down, and it looked like a skeleton with fur on it. Oh, look, he's starving. She went and got food and fed him, and he's never left. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's funny. huge. He looks like a Black Panther now, but a fat Black Panther. It's funny. That's how I met my wife. You know, I just wouldn't leave after she started feeding me. <laughs> funny how that works. That's exactly what I told her was going to happen, too. Hey, guys, can I do a sound check here real quick? I just want to make sure we can hear the sound clips. Yep. All right. So. Nice. That worked? Yeah, I heard it. Fantastic. Oh, you're on Brian. Yeah. Andy's back. Skype is just quitting. I don't know why. Not touching anything. Just sitting here. Testing. (laughs) The interview will be very awkward. Video is stable, though. I don't... It's the arcade, 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 radio, radio, show, show. <laughs> Good news is that the arcade radio show video was perfect. The sound was a little off. <laughs> Can you do a test, Mark? I can't, I can't hear... I can't do anything to fix it if you guys aren't talking. I so. just... Well, I just heard it. It still has a little bit of the echo. It's not as separated, you know. All guests are double. Testing. The good thing is I can't hear it either. So says no doubling now. Tell us what you did. There we I heard go. that. Okay, yeah, I think we're that. I think we're good. Okay, well let's double check. Don't with break our, it, Aaron. Shut up. Should we do a Take show? Snapshots of everything. I'm tired of you talking to me. Just shut your mouth when I'm talking to you. Who are you talking to? Aaron Sanders. <laughs> no, there's just a delay between hosts. <laughs> so is that like okay. there's a delay between my ears too? <laughs> Okay, I have no idea what, what I did to fix it. What do you say we get this show on the road? Sounds like a plan. Anything that's unexplainable, out of the ordinary, um, we have to keep our eyes out for. That's not to say we're infallible. When, when I have to watch that pile of eight tapes over there for Dwayne Richards' two-day Nibbler performance, that's 48 straight hours of paying attention to make sure that he's doing everything correctly. Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some freaking windows. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Season 3, Episode 7 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 10th, 2019, and the time is now approximately way past starting time. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam for Stevens Hotel. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark 
Time Runner Shields, and Paradise Arcade Shops, Head Ninja, Brian Thurston Howell III. And tonight, we introduce to our fellow arcaders, winner of the Most Dedicated Husband Award, star of the 2016 documentary Man vs. Snake, international video game Hall of Fame inductee, world-renowned Nibbler champion, and returning guest star of the arcade radio show, Mr. Tim McVeigh. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. And uh, so, since uh, we're out of time, it's good to see you. And we're out. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is a part of the show where we talk about what we've been working on. Uh, Mark, why don't you grease the skids with a few things that you've been working on? Oh my God, I've got so much stuff going on. Maybe you should abbreviate. (laughs) Okay, I'll go quick. I picked up a Warlords project. I bought it for 500 bucks from CoinOp Warehouse, and they delivered it via Fastenal. It was the easiest shipping decision I ever made. Cool, so Fastenal. You basically give them money. And then and then say, hey, send it to my house with Fastenal, and then they do it. They put it on a crate, and they, uh, you know, did everything they had to do. I, and then I just needed to set up the Fastenal order. Have you ever done that? I love it. Sweet. It's like a hundred bucks, isn't it? It was, in, it was insanely cheap. This yeah. Was, this was, I mean, for me, it was like a hundred and eighty or whatever because of the distance. I'm sure nobody wants to come into Texas. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So um, let's see. I painted my wife's Galaga cocktail. So that was fun painting glass. Right on. Um, it does need a high score saves kit. Ouch. Sorry to say that in front of Brian. Um, I have three projects also in flight in the garage. A Blitz 99, Street Fighter, and a cut Stargate in my Marble Madness. I really want to get that Marble Madness done. Um, and let's see. I'm going to be borrowing uh, Aaron Sanders' uh, food fight. He's uh, gonna lend it to me, and I'm gonna like baby it here. Um, and let's see. Last but not least, I'm shopping around for land to build my future arcade slash movie car museum, Barn Dominium, which will feature a fun backlot in the backyard where it will be permanently either 1955, 1985, or 2015. I have not decided yet. That sounds great. That's what I've been up to. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Fantastic. So I I fixed a Warlord's problem this last couple weeks. Remember I had that vertical roll problem and I thought I fixed it just by adjusting the pot. Well, it came back and it didn't go away. So then I had to do a cap kit on it. So figured out there's a non-polarized cap at C162. That's usually the culprit and replaced it. Uh, Probably a 30-year-old cap in that mother. So should be doing pretty good. The rest of the caps look like they were already worked on, so that was good. Uh, My Robotron blowed up. Um... Oh, came up with a red screen and it was uh basically uh the power supply blew up and then when i find, when i replaced the power supply uh, i had a ram error and it was ram 134 so that means one is the code for ram versus cpu uh three is the bank so that's the third bank which is actually looks like the first bank and then it's the fourth ram so i replaced that and it was back up um, but then I found out that you couldn't, as a first player, you couldn't shoot left. So now I've got the interface board that I'm working on. I have a couple of chips left to replace on that. Once I get those replaced, it should be good to go. So I also worked on a 3D coin printed um, mechanism, coin mechanism for my uh, uh, Asteroids Deluxe. Uh, a friend of mine, I gave him a template that was available on Thingiverse, and he printed it out. And so now I can put pretty much any coin in that thing and make it work. 
So that's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to keep those because I have all my stuff on 0.900 tokens. Um, but it's cool. And I love that you could just go out and find a template and print it out. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then I also got an arcade Nintendo kiosk that I built about 12 years ago back from my nephew who is cleaning out his room because he's now working for Medtronic and getting out on his own. He doesn't need this this little kiosk. But it's basically a cabaret-sized uh, uh uh, well, it's a kiosk with two shelves and a and a 13 inch CRT monitor that faces up at you with two cup holders, and then you plug in your Nintendo and you or whatever game you want, and you can sit with your friends and play Nintendo like you're in front of an arcade game. It's kind of cool looking. It's got some Mario Brothers art on the side, and so this weekend I'm going to work on that, put some T molding on it, and upgrade it a little bit, tighten it up. So that should be kind of fun, Brian. Nice, <clears throat> that's fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, cut that out. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I got uh, an old uh, Midway Duck Hunt working. Speaking of Nintendo, but this is actually the original Midway light uh, gun game. We actually threw a UV laser into the thing instead of the original lights, um, which is kind of fun because they have the fluorescent dyes on all the uh, objects. So when you shoot the gun now, it fires this UV laser and it just lights up your target like there's no tomorrow. Um, waiting for a coil to come in from Marco Specialties so I can get the kickback on the gun going. So every time you fire the gun, it'll have this nice kickback on it. It's got this huge coil. It's like two and a half inches across. And then uh, my Bone Busters pinball went down at the last party. I finally cracked it open, figured out what was wrong. And it's a nice little home. you have machine, to operate on it? The, uh, <laughs> the, the linkage on one of the, uh, uh, on one of the Gottlieb uh, flippers broke. It snapped in half. So was it, it a fracture? To get stuck up and was trapping all the balls. Was it a fracture or a break? It was a fracture. I love that question. Is this a fracture or a break? <laughs> They're the same. Um, and then what else? We're pulling. Actually, I've got a uh, finally going to go grab my Return of the Jedi. That's kind of beat up, and I have a new cabinet for it. Uh, one of the guys down in Chicago made for me. So we're going to move all the parts over and have a really nice Return of the Jedi. Hopefully by the end of the weekend. Huh. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Uh, that did match well. Yeah. I find your life Great work. Disturbed. <laughs> All right. So, um, Tim, uh, what you been working on in the hobby, if anything at all? Um, I feel bad. I said I hate saying this on you know arcade radio, but I haven't really been doing anything arcade related at all. Taking a little the break. Last thing, the last time I did anything really arcade related, uh, I was out to the Gallagher World Championships out at Score Wars in Santa Fe back in March, the end of March. Um, a lot of work. Been to a lot of sprint car races this summer, and this winter it's been building and uh, repairing a lot of computers. Okay. Cool. Well, you know, you're easy, keeping easy. yourself busy. Yeah, doing stuff I have fun doing, stuff that I can fit into my schedule. Sweet. Well, we'll have more questions for you about uh, the nibbling later on. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, so th- this is, you know, this, wait, wait a minute here. I, I'm getting a, I'm getting a call from somebody, you guys. You're getting a call? I'm getting, yeah, Hank. Hang on a second. Okay, I gotta add somebody to the show. All of a sudden, you guys ready okay. for this? Yeah, we have, no, surpri- we have a surprise guest. Okay, let me just just see here. Dinner's over. This is where it all crashes down. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, okay, we were on that knife edge, and that knife edge is. <laughs> 
All right, here we Damn go. Sharp. See if this works. Everybody, hang on to your tights. Hello. Ta-da. Hello. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> Why, this is Crafty Mac. Crafty Mac. Mr. Big Kid himself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh man, let me see if I can add you into our feed here so that the users can see you, Aaron. All right. Oh, you're Long on time. the the. Uh, the Skype quality uh, is much better than. Uh, well, than you would Google. you would think that, but we've had some. <laughs> oh my god! You know how much of our lives we've given up to make this work. <laughs> Actually, no, it makes sense because uh, every week I have a call with my parents, and about seventy five percent of the call is solving the Skype issues. Well, hey, we're all here all the time. <laughs> it's good. Oops. It's good to have you on the show. I think we've got <laughs> this you. figured out here. Here's the logo. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> uh, how does that look? Oh, it's got. He totally there. just disappeared. Oh, I'm here. I said, grab my headphones so I don't uh, echo on you. Oh, that's good. That's good. We like that. Hey, uh, this is a good surprise. Uh, Tim, did you know this guy was going to be on the show? Um, I think I might have had a. You had an inkling. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay. We were going to have him as a surprise guest. So he's a surprise to the, to the listeners. So. Aaron, you just popped on at the right time because we've had a little bit of a delay with the Skype nonsense. But oh, okay. the good news is we haven't crashed, and the video Lightly. appears to look pretty good. They and do. Looks great. All right. Yeah, it's good to me. So uh, welcome aboard, and I think Aaron might have a few um, impromptu questions for he- Tim later on. I- True, but hey, let's find out what Aaron's been working on. Yeah, okay. That sounds added. good. What have I... What have I? What have I been working on? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, surviving the holidays—that was part of yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Went to Orlando with my family, well, my wife, and uh, I saw her family and traveled over Christmas, her which mom. is always stressful. <laughs> and uh, came back here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've gotten back into the swing of it. So, um, working on the next BitKit update, uh, which will be out probably. Probably right about the end of the month, adding uh, Scramble. Added Super Cobra at the end of December. I saw that. I'm adding Scramble, yeah. It works. So, and then fixing some minor annoyances and, and bugs and little things like that. So That's great. Yeah. And we talk, So we're not going to go over what we did. You'll have to listen to the show afterwards. Uh, but, you know, uh, we were just about to jump into what I think is uh, like the news segment or something, right? I, that's typically what we do. I don't know. That's that's what I hear. All right. Here we go. It's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. Well, I'm Brian. We're gonna change some stuff here. Yeah. So uh, the first news article we have is Mortal Kombat trilogy. More games getting up. Uh, arcade. Well, this is not correct. Is this? Yes, it's, oh, this I get is true. Well, I guess it is correct. So this is not okay. So this is my first news article. So Mortal Kombat trilogy, more games getting arcade one-up games this year. So last year, we took a look at the lineup of arcade one ga- one-up games, and this is coming from ComicBook.com, by the way, which allows fans to revisit the, the feeling of old arcade games, but without having to actually acquire and maintain one of those high-priced, oh, high-maintenance oh. machines. So. Oh, expensive. 
<laughs> so why they're not? Yeah. Well, you only get. Are one. we being nice about these machines, or are we like? Are we well, holding back? I, I think there's a different. To... There's actually a differing opinion on this. I would love to have a discussion about okay. it. So let's let's just say okay. There's a Mortal Kombat one coming out. Uh, there's a couple of uh, actual uh, other versions. Golden Tea, right? And uh, so you can get some of the classic Golden Teas. I don't know why you. Would... You know what's. You know what's kind of funny about that is that's going to be like the first cabinet they release. Yeah. That a Golden T ninety eight is actually less expensive than the uh, one up cabinet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, but Capcom's doing also like Final Fight, nineteen forty four, Ghosts and Goblins, Strider, and a few other things. So, I think this is really interesting because there are a couple of camps on this. First of all, I don't think they're selling as well as they had hoped they would. They have a uh, at CES they just announced a whole bunch of toppers and accessories they're going to be adding to the. Uh, their uh, their offerings to so you could throw like a topper up on top of your little uh, arcade game that you bought. But I think there's a huge community of people that are buying these things up and modding them. And I have a guy at work that is just nuts over his. He bought two, and um, they're smaller, so they're kind of like a cabaret. But he bought the uh, the what do you call them the the risers. The- the pedestal, yeah. Yeah, so the risers actually make them a decent size. And then he's replaced everything with some Paradise Arcade buttons and the booster uh, seat. He bought the booster yeah, seat for it. Yeah, exactly. The thing. And then he bought, you know, a spinner from wherever you get spinners from. I don't know. And then he got, you know, he's he's got a totally he's got a totally maimed out. He's like he was so excited about the games in it. He ripped out everything that was inside it and now he's making his own um arcade game out of it. So that's kinda cool. When they take it that far, what's the point? Just build one from scratch. It's it's true, except for yeah. then they don't have to build a shell, and the, yeah. the buttonholes are already there. And it's for people who yeah, you're, would, you're would multiplying work. your cost, you're you're buying the original unit, and then you're replacing everything in it. It's exactly true. Like, but yeah. uh, you know, and especially in the Minnesota market, I find it hard to find decent empty cabinets that don't win a ton and need a whole bunch of. Uh, you know, work what is on happening him, so. behind Mark. I don't know, but oh. I, I wish I was getting some of that. I mean, not from his <laughs> wife, but from I got, uh, I got two beards, so yeah, you, yeah. I'm gonna have to well, go if, refill. If the soon. artwork on the cabs, um, I've, I've definitely seen those photos from Walmart, yeah, uh, or whatever big box where you know the artwork is pretty much worn off the control panel, yep. That that's yeah. my major concern is that durability there. Like it sounds, it seems well, like it's pretty been silk screened on pretty cheap, or not silk screened, but like what would they do? Like print it on just, there? Or something? They're just inkjet to sticker. Inkjet. They, they oh, had some sticker, right? Right. They had yeah. some at Evo, and my biggest gripe with them was just the controls. I mean, the controls were they weren't like bad; they were terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything and the spinner, the spinner on the Major Havoc one was literally like a. It had like these little kind of almost like blades underneath that would click a micro switch when you went a certain direction. So you'd spin it and it would like snap. Oh, it's weird. Like, it was, oh. it was just, I mean, it was absolutely horrendous, but I mean, so I think the good thing is though, and we talked about this before one of the older shows, it's nice to see that people are getting back into the game. Like it's a general thing now. I mean, it's popular yeah. enough that like everybody is starting to get interested in them again which I think is always good for the hobby because the more more people that are interested, the more people that are spending money, the more people that are trying to do stuff, the more products we can get out there and the more things that we want to see generated are going to have some value and it's going to be worth doing by people like Aaron. <laughs> yeah, but if you flood the market with cheap junk and piss people off on their first impression, 
It's going to be like yeah. all the cheap VR headsets out there. You know, you're going to run a, a segment away doing that too, I think. I, well, but I think I think the difference here, though, is that you have like a lot of people remember the old games. And so they're That's looking true. for that. And so they're going to be they may be mad at the one up guys. But I think what they're going to do is then transition like Adam was saying, like, OK, I like this, but I want to make it better. And they'll transition over to some of the more durable higher end stuff. So, I mean, it's we'll see. People keep saying and I keep dragging my ass on it that we should put a kit together and i keep telling them to put a kit together it's gonna to be almost as expensive as the original game well that's <laughs> true what are they, what are they selling about? for like uh 199 i think they're selling for 199 now and at walmart they want ups i think yeah they're walmart. cheap they're cheaper than they were they started at 299 didn't they yeah oh, and i think yeah. the old ones are on clearance now oh so it's the old ones that are cheaper but yep. not at our walmart they're still oh they're not still still 299 Nah, they vary. And you know what? They do now send you a replacement uh, control panel overlay and a plexi. Oh, really? Goes so they, they've uh, stepped up and they've kind of responded to some uh, of the So everybody that bought one of the ones that didn't have that now get you get a, an, an extra control panel overlay. And basically it's just another piece of plastic that lays over the – lays underneath the plexi. So They're trying. They're trying then. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think they're they're interesting. I think this has been a topic of conversation on the show a couple of times. I don't. I, I'm never going to get one. I don't need one. You know, that's not. What why. if they came out with a Moppet line? <gasps> the Moppets. Those are the perfect size for Moppets. Those are the worst games ever. They are the worst <laughs> games ever. But <laughs> are you, are you going to emulate the worst games? That would be amazing. I, yeah. No. I, big uh, kit Moppet. <laughs> big kit. The big kit Moppet. I would sell one. There, there are some, <laughs> there are some think, doozies in the in the bid kit. <laughs> I think Brad Check might actually pick that one up. Oh, okay, he's a big Moppet fan. Yeah, he's got a couple Moppets up there. The only Moppet I ever saw was Leprechaun. Was it Leprechaun? It was was some kind of Leprechaun game. I don't know what the name <laughs> it actually was. All right, second uh, news item is Dragon's Lair Trilogy is coming in Nintendo Switch. I don't know how I feel about this, actually. Uh, it is, uh, it's been released a million times. Digital Leisure has announced that it will release Dragon's Lair again on the platform beginning next week. So uh, uh, January 17th, the price hasn't been given, but it'll probably be around 20 bucks. Um, yeah, I bought, I bought the 20th anniversary set. It works great on my DVD player. I can play it on... Anyone who's got a Dragon's Lair machine or Daphne. Um, so I don't know how many times you can sell this in for every platform, but apparently people want to buy it again. So The Switch would be kind of uh, cool, though, because, I mean, the screen's a little bit bigger. You've got the touch. But the last the time they redid it, they did it for the Wii, right? And they, they remastered it, and, and they did it in oh, widescreen. So they cut I off the tops that. and the bottoms and, and made it 16 by 9. So I'm not mm. really a fan of that, but... Oh yeah, I see. Right, right. But I don't. I to me, it's like well, I have some questions though. Uh, are there any Dragon's Lair uh, experts in our chat or here on the the show tonight? Because uh, no, I can uh, that damn dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never got, I got about halfway through it, but I never oh, did. Never beat it. Yeah, I, the only way I've ever beat it is to hit play through on the DVD, and it lets me watch the whole thing. Have and you can watch it on Starcade. What's that? Oh, yeah. stop eating it. No, okay. I, I did. I, I did beat it mastered. on the uh, the PC though, because the PC version you had like you could turn on the hints. You know, it would tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like hit the arrow key now, hit the left arrow key, hit the right arrow key. That was nice. good. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> like the PC version. Oh, it was okay. Uh, I do have that. 
Dragon's Lair 2 cabinet. Maybe I should make that a Switch cabinet. Yeah, switch. there you go. You should meme that sucker <laughs> out. Uh, I would put, like, horizontal games. Um, oh, no, turn turn the monitor vertical. <laughs> vertical, go vertical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, just like 1943 is really popular. You should do that. <laughs> golden, t- golden T99 and yeah. 98. I, yeah, I like that idea. I mean, it's... Uh, I think that's a great idea. Brian, you got a couple of gadgets for us. I don't have a clip for you yet. Yeah. So I think what we're going to try and do with the show is something a little new. We're going to try and bring up some of the gadgets that are out there. I will try to not be uh, self-serving in these and try to talk about a lot of stuff that's out there. I have three gadgets this week that I want to talk about. Uh, the first uh, first one is that Arcade Shop actually reproduced the Wicko stick, which is awesome. Um, right now, my understanding is they only have the eight-way version. It's $39.95, which for all intents and purposes is 40 bucks, which is not a bad price considering what Wicko sticks were going for in the NOS ones. They have a number of different tops available. They're available in the four-inch and the three-and-a-half-inch, uh, but kind of a really neat thing to see that come back and as a part of that all the parts to rebuild your old old wicko sticks come along with that the micro switches the grommets the springs and and all of those pieces um i haven't had a chance to look at their um actuators but there was a modification done to the actuator that made them some of them would click because of tolerances and um you can fix that by changing one of the dimensions on the actuator i'll have to check that out so that's arcade shop that is at arcadeshop.com uh okay. there's another really cool multi-game project coming out uh, and uh, Mark Shields is not going to believe I'm going to talk about this, but there is somebody is working on a combination Satan's Hollow Tron project for uh, ROM switching, That'd and that's nice. out of high score saves, which is a really neat uh, idea for that machine, especially if you have a Tron or you have a uh, Satan's, Satan's Hollow. Hollow yeah. um, it'll add in the high score capability as well as the multi game capability. He's not. My understanding is he's not immediately planning on releasing a high score saves kit for those games, just the multi kit to start. Um, but that's really that's that's a great combination game there. Um, if you have one of those. So machines. from highscoresaves.com is that it? from highscoresaves.com, newly uh, moved to Blaine, Minnesota, right up the street here. Yeah. Wow. And finally, wow. for all you CPS two fans who hate your old CPS two systems dying suicide. Because they suicide out with the battery. Um, a guy named Brian Grissom, known as Undamned on a, a lot of the fight stick forums, has come out with a product called the Infinikey. And the Infinikey installs on the CPS2 boards. And then you solder two little or three little jumper points to tell it what game you're, you're putting it onto. And it supplies the correct code to that game so it no longer suicides. Uh, for people that are really picky about these games, it allows you not to play the Phoenix version of the game. You play the original ROMs, and it just basically inserts or injects the uh, proper uh, code into the game at the right time. So it was a really, really neat um, uh, product that he came out with. Of note, uh, he had about a thousand of them arrive last week and um he's down to less than 100 of them oh sweet wow damn yeah so uh for buying those uh and this is the self-serving part um you can get them direct from undamned uh i don't know where he's selling them online but you have to buy 10 at a time or they can be bought individually from our uh, paradise arcade shop anybody in the chat does everybody in the chat know what a cps2 system is because i didn't know what it was i had to look it up i do not child protective services it's it is yeah. it is child protective services. Comes. so and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so so 
<laughs> Capcom came out with a number of different uh, systems, but the CPS2 system was a system with uh, Vampire Savior, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, X-Men versus Street Fighter, um, X-Men, uh, the, the fighting game, a number of different fighting games and a couple of uh, shoot 'em ups and so it's kind of the big plastic system that we see out there a lot uh, with the two pieces where the there's an A board and a B board that separate out. And the problem with these systems is that they would die when the battery died. The uh, chip that held the, the, the blue code coffin. to unlock it would basically die along with it, and yeah. then the game became unusable. Oh, see, and that's a common problem for a lot of platforms, right? They make a race, uh, Tron. Uh, I love the Mega Race. Yeah, and the the common problem with the batteries, they kill everything. So, um, well, so the, the interesting thing about these though is it's not just the batteries draining down the board. It was that the if the battery died, it was like losing the high score save on your um, like on your Tron or other MCR game. It just lost the code, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't even damage the board. It would just that chip that stored the code would lose power. And Which is even that's that's worse. That's worse because yeah. it's like. It was, it, it just it's doesn't built function. In yeah, yeah, yeah. It was built in obsolescence. That's that's oh, none totally of these games nuts. were ever built to last as long as they had. No, that's I mean, very true. Yeah, was, that was never the intention. I don't believe from any of them, uh-uh. except for um, Golden T ninety nine. Golden T ninety nine. Gold ninety eight and ninety nine will not die. I mean, how no. many boards are sitting on the shelf? <laughs> <laughs> and Pit Fighter. Oh yeah, yeah. No Pit Fighter man. Because they're not, no one's running it. They're just sitting in boxes somewhere. Right. Yeah. That's That's funny. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Well, I think, uh, I think that brings us to the next segment of the show finally, which is always a fun time. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the cave cave. with, with. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Yes, there is, Doc. There is a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull. Uh, the day back in time we'll be heading is January 28th, 1984. Tim McVeigh Day? What? <laughs> oh, I love that sound. Listen to the sound of like a... That's AI back in 1984, that sound. <laughs> in technology news back on that date, um, Apple actually announced the original 128K floppy disk only Macintosh. Did you, wow. did you have did you have one of those, Tim? No. Aaron? No, those were like the expensive apples. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I was two, I was a two C guy. Oh, I have a two C also. Yeah. That's what I am. Two E. <laughs> hey, you should keep that music going all the time. Um, I try to. At the at the box office on Tim McVeigh Day. Yeah. Silkwood was number one. Uh, that was the. Uh, it was only it was only number one for that one weekend. This was a 1983 American biographical d- drama. It's it came out in '83. It took seven weeks to become number one. Uh, directed by Mike Nichols, starring Meryl Streep, Cher, and Kurt Russell. It's funny because I don't even remember Kurt Russell being in that movie, but I'm sure he was. <laughs> he was the boyfriend. Oh, was he? Yeah, I believe so. Meryl Streep's Meryl Streep. It's been a long boyfriend? time since I've seen it, but yeah. I can't, you know what? All I can remember is the one part where they throw her in the shower and they scrub her down and she's crying. That's it. Yeah. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been so, a while since what? I've seen that. About as long as uh, it took me to play Nibbler, I think. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, speaking of uh, what else was going on that day, on TV, there was a new Silver Spoons episode called I Want to Be Alone. <laughs> Face to face, a couple of silver 
Man, wow, that, that song is so Make much worse than I remember it. Make it grow together. We're gonna find our way. Oh, jeez, I do remember that. Together. <laughs> We're not getting flagged for this shit. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys could have it. You can use it as much as you want. We don't yes. give a shit. Public domain. We'll pay you to use it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, on, on another channel, Adam's favorite show ever was WizKids. Also had a new episode. I never watched oh, it. I don't really know what it is. Anybody watch WizKids? My, it wasn't my favorite show, but it was it was fun. I liked Speaking it. Jest. What's that? Speaking jest. Of course it wasn't your favorite show. I mean, we, we all know that was Simon and Simon. <laughs> okay. I might agree with you on that one. I, I love that <laughs> show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Which brings me to my question to Adam. Well, oh, What's it? Juke. Welcome to What's in the Juke. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. All right. That, it just gets me every time. I just think it's done and then it just keeps going. So this is the part of the show where we play a clip of the song and the chatters try to guess what the clip is. Um Within the limited amount of time we give them. And then we give them points, right, Mark? Yeah, we give them points. Yeah, but we uh, do, do we actually, is it any, worth anything, really? I mean, are the points no, worth? No, it's not worth anything. A pat on the back and a hearty hi-ho. Okay, well, here we go. Here's the first clip. Here we go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's, that's, that's oh, my it. God. Yeah. Silver spoons! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so maybe oh, too easy. It's an easy one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The there's they're getting echo in the in the chat again. I don't know why. Oh no! I have to listen to it after. Yeah, Casey pulls it out with yes, Boo. and owner of a lonely heart. He gets both of those. Uh, he gets a full point. <laughs> full point. Is that is that <laughs> freaking Brian full eating? Point. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to move this back in here. I just can't do this without here. Uh, so uh, I have to play this, right? The full point. That's It's satisfying. You don't have to. I can do it all. Full okay. point. point. Okay. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> all right, here comes the next one. Wow, well, that's even easier. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, this just goes to show you, you were paying attention. To music in 1984 on Tim McVeigh Day. <laughs> yeah, this is this is from. We should mention that it's this. Uh, All songs that were popular somewhere in the top 40 on this date, January 28, 1984, on Tim McVeigh Day. No idea. Really? Oh, see, see, and I and wow. Tim, I think uh, we should give you this point. Go ahead, Quite Tim. Oh, go ahead and guess. Quite right. Come on, feel the noise. Uh, close. Oh. Not Close. A full point. Well, that wasn't. That was a half point. He gets a half, half point. point. All right. So the band, wrong song. Here we go. Aaron Sanders. Did he get it? Half point. Yep. He got a half point. Bang your head. Metal health. Not mental health. Metal health. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. All right, that one I don't know. That's pretty awesome. 
That's the 84 version. There's an 86 version that people like, but here's this one. I like, I like the 84 one. Casey's got the song. And who is the artist? Half point. And send, and me, an, send me an angel Somebody is Google. Somebody Google. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Who is it? Skrillex. <laughs> no. Yes. Full so. point. <laughs> No, it's not full point. Sorry. The Skrillex version is really uh, amusing. It is. Is there a Skrillex version? Scorpions. Yes. No. No. Nope. Wow. It's real life. No one gets that. Open fire. All right. Next I song. Know the song. Oh, jeez. Come on. <laughs> you gotta try harder. Uh, we we, we didn't put the songs in, yeah. Not Sting. Not Sting. Not Sting. Yep. And okay, Casey got it. Casey. That was police wrapped around your finger. Okay, the next track is. <laughs> Sting didn't go solo till '86, Andy. Yeah. Okay. Van Haken, Jumpo. No, that's not correct. Sorry, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm Andy that. Are you gonna give Andy that? Come on, Van, Van Haken, Jumpo. K and L are right next to each other. All right, I'm gonna give it to. We're giving it to Andy Ball. Full point. All right, buddy. We love you, Andy. We're sorry about your drunkness. <laughs> okay, wait, let's hear that again. Such a good song. Okay, next song. This is be a little hard. point. What year did it come out? 1984? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hence the name of the album. Yeah. Nope. Well, what? Oh, the, al- right, the right. album came out in 83. The single was released in January. That was, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe That's it could, could have come out in December, actually. But it peaked in, in 84. So. I can't even see it. Here we go. Yeah, it came out in 83. Yeah. Uh, here we go. That was pointless to show it on the phone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you for cutting it off right now. I had to because, you know. Yes. He says something. He does. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, Casey got the artist. Half point. And the song. What? Half Andy point. was right on his heels. Andy was right on his heels. That was uh, Somebody's Watching Me by uh, Mr. Rockwell, like nephew of uh, the Motown guy. And then Michael Jackson, of course, hmm. doing backup. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> I love the intro to this song. Such a good song. See if anybody no one can defeat Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Lionel Richie. Next time on Stranger Things. Well half point. Andy got a half point, not journey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> journey. <laughs> Randy, Susan is crying right now. Randy, your answers are showing they're just after everybody else's. Phil Collins sucks. 
<laughs> Danding on the ceiling is not correct. No, nope, running with the night. Like Randall got it. Randy got a half point. Half point. Yes, he did. All right, cool. That's awesome. All right, on the board. Randall's on the board with a half point. Here we go. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we have an owner of a lonely heart by yes. Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot. Send Me an Angel by Real Life Wrapped Around Your Finger. The Police and I see some... There we go. Randy. Randy got the romantics. Casey got the song. Half point, half point. Half point for for Randy and a half point for... Half point. Casey Relford. Is that right? Yep. Talking in your sleep. didn't get it. He didn't? Taking in your sleep? Oh, we'll give... Typos are hard on here. We'll give it a little leeway. Well, you didn't allow dandying in the ceiling. Well, yeah, dandying in the ceiling, dandying yeah, on the ceiling—that yeah, was pretty good. I've I dand on the ceiling regularly, and it's fun. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Wow, poo poo, Aaron. Just because you're in a band and you don't know any songs, I can't help you. Okay, <laughs> we're we're in an awesome band. <laughs> Your band is awesome. Pink houses, Casey, Casey. got a full point. Yeah, you got both of them, didn't he? God, yeah. I shouldn't sound disappointed. Was it Cougar? Was it Cougar Mellencamp at that point? It was Mellencamp without the Cougar. Without the Cougar. Yeah. Cougar. Yeah. Yeah. Cougar got added, right? Yeah. You got to have the Mellencamp. Hmm. Should we take a vote? Chatters. Should it have to have Mellencamp or should it just be Cougar? Same guy. Well, it is. It is. But let's see what the chatters say. We'll get, we'll, uh, we'll overturn it for, for Mellencamp, if it's in there, but you're you're, you're both sort of wrong because it's it's not John. I'm just curious what it actually was on the album because I mean we all know his name's Mellencamp, but they forced Cougar on him. Yeah, and that was how he started. Yeah, no. but on the Pink Houses album, he went back to Mellencamp. It was the first. Yeah, album. That's why I was trying to remember when he made the switch, the transition. Yeah, that was the one, and then uh, he kept it after that. So here's the next track. All right. <laughs> Not Ghostbusters. So hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Randy gets half half point point, and Andy Baldwin gets half point. Half point. All right. Good guys. I think think the trick to getting ahead of Casey is to only do part of it. Like you can't go for the full point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can get half points and then you can. Yeah, you just you gotta drop the half <laughs> point out there, not type the whole Casey thing. Says, jump ahead of Casey, because geez, Casey says I hear Huey is incredibly well hung. <laughs> I know how he knows that. So the end was uh, Casey in first place, Andy Baldwin in second, Randall in third, with Aaron and Tim McVeigh tied for fourth. Wow, no tie. That's what I just said. They were they tied for fourth. Yeah, tied for fourth. Aaron and oh, Tim McVeigh. Yeah. Aaron Ooh. Sanders, I think. But Sanders we don't we don't have Aaron. to do a tiebreaker though. Right, not for fourth. Yeah. You just let that one go. <laughs> I just, who cares about fourth place, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll so, go go on to the next thing, right? You got any voicemails? Uh, probably. I haven't checked the voicemail. Well, you're lucky, Andy. I didn't know I could play. <laughs> I beat Tim Bingay at something. <laughs> yeah, barely. <laughs> Oh, you know what? That's funny. Let's see the voicemail. Oh, oh my gosh, there is a voicemail in here. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to extract this mother. Let me see if I can get this thing to crank up here a little bit. And the. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got this. And Tiger, this. Tiger, play us a voicemail. T- 
<laughs> I, I can't. Uh, what? <laughs> this is actually all. This is a voicemail that says your vehicle's warranty may have expired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and again, may not. Well, it, it's uh, it's entirely possible, uh, but I don't have that vehicle anymore. It's it's a little weird, you know. Or the license plate. Hey, I think I here it is. All right, I'm gonna play it. Arcade Radio, it's your buddy, Bob Zarzadek, control panel expert and technician. Today I'm calling you uh, from down at the border. You know, here uh, the government, they hired me to test out their new walls. And so far I've climbed <laughs> over them like 15 times. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure uh, what they're going for here. Uh, you know, they were supposed to pay me like three weeks ago, and man, I'm starving right now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, well, well, what's been going on with you guys? Uh, you, you climbing any walls or anything? I mean, I don't know. I I got nothing. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, anyway, I got, I got to take off. I can see the Border Patrol. They're heading my way in their Jeep Cherokees. Man, those, those guys get so mad every time I climb over the wall. I'm not looking forward to this. Anyway, I'm out of here. There's a deck out. Oh, Bob. Wow. How topical. He hasn't called in a while. Yeah. So I forgot to play the intro for him, too. But that's it is an one. intro? Oh, yeah. Thank you for calling oh, yeah. 612-548-GAME. But I forgot. Right. So, <laughs> you know. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> yeah. So this is the part of the show where we say welcome back to the show because you know you you haven't been here the whole time. So welcome back, Tim McVeigh. I was gone. Nibbler champion. Thanks for having me back, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we it's miss you. We miss you. We just actually kind of wanted to hang out with you. That's why we had you on. We're not. I don't know that the interview is going to actually go very well. I mean, like, and and Brian, he's he wasn't on the last show, so he's kind of. We're going to let him lead off because he he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't seen Man vs. Snake or he doesn't know like the like. No, no, no. I saw the film. I was just disappointed he didn't get as much screen time as Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! says wow we were chatting last night about whether, how, whether we could ask how you get a, a arcade game on a 747 and have all the snakes on there <laughs> yeah believe it or not I haven't seen that movie so I don't know how that works it's uh, funny uh, I, played, I honestly have avoided that one too I, can't. <laughs> I played the clip I avoided it on principle because of the title I'm, oh, I'm sure. like really snakes yeah. on a plane yes yeah. It's, got. it's really that's funny. The, that's the best you can sell me. It's very funny. And actually, the, the the best part is they have that clip, right? He says, enough is enough. And then he says, I'm tired of these mother blanking snakes on this mother blanking plane. We're going to open some blanking windows. And so they for the TV version, they actually had Samuel L. Jackson re-record his line. And this is what you heard. Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday. <laughs> I like it. I'm monkey Crazy. fighting snakes, which is kind of appropriate because you know Nibbler is not Donkey Kong. Uh, you know, maybe that's a stretch. <laughs> I don't know. 
and actually, one of the things, one of the reasons we brought Aaron onto the show was because I think uh, it would be fun to have you guys interact a little bit and just tell us. Uh, first of all, uh, we had Aaron on the show. We've had you on the show. Aaron talked about the Bit Kit. Everybody knows what the Bit Kit is. It's an FPGA board, uh, but I think its inception was really to revive some Rockola mm-hmm. games. Aaron? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, well, it started with Nibbler. That's what it started with. Um, that was the first game I, I got running on the BitKit, and that's kind of. Then I, you know, I found other games ran on that same hardware, like Fantasy and Pioneer Balloon, and so that's kind of how that's how it all got started. And um, I think I, I'm trying to think of when I saw Man versus Snake. It was uh, it was after I'd already started on the project. It was probably maybe like three or four months after I'd started. So I had the game running, but I. I still had work to do on it. And then I saw that movie, uh, you know, I saw the, the documentary and I thought, man, I gotta get, I gotta get this done soon to, you know, so I can, so I can ride a little bit of the nibbler wave, but, uh, it took like another year. <laughs> so, so I like how the doc worked. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the cool not, thing is though, long. so nibbler, uh, is, you know, obviously the whole subject of man versus snake and Tim's journey to, to get his high score back. Uh, legitimately, right? So, and very, very fun story. Awesome. Probably, I mean, like my favorite of the arcade document documentaries Definitely. for sure. Um, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I mean, I really liked the, you know, the stuff that came out in 06. Was it 06 for King of Kong? And, I think it was seven. Yeah, just, seven right, right area anyway. Yeah, yeah. so... But I like that stuff, uh, and it was really an interesting insight into people's lives. And there was a there was definitely a uh, a culture that I was unaware of at the time. But when this one came out, the first thing that I thought was really cool was the Don Bluth artwork for the for the poster. You know, I was like, I don't know how that happened. By the way, you know, I, I reached out to him. Uh, he's busy right now doing this. <laughs> But he, his people did contact me. We might actually have Don Bluth on the show at some point. Um, That'd be awesome. It would be really cool. I would love to have uh, uh, Tim on for that show, too. So you could be a guest host. Uh, but anyway, Tim, tell us okay, a little bit about your journey on Man vs. Snake and the problematic issues that you had with finding a board set. Um, there's all kinds of fun that went on with that. The, uh, the guys that were doing the dock, once they decided it was going to, well, let me back up. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Originally oh, started off, time. it was just going to be a short form dock, 10, 15 minutes straight to YouTube. And then, uh, I went with Walter Day out to the video game summit in Chicago and Tim Kinsey, one of the guys doing the dock, he flew in and, uh, he, I didn't know he was coming. He flew into the event. Walter was there. He gave me the certificate for getting the original score as a kid, and that was supposed to be the end of it. And then on the way back in the car trip, me, Tina, and Walter, you know, from Chicago back to Iowa, it's a five-hour drive, so a lot of conversation took place. And one thing led to another, and the next thing I know, I've got a nibbler in the living room. And <laughs> just it was one problem after another. I mean, you guys are in the old arcade machines. You can imagine yeah. all the different stuff we went through. The, the monitor had to get capped. Um, the board... We had some issues with that. We replaced the edge connector on the board because it's like once it was on for a while, it it would work. If you know if you disconnected it, reconnected it several times, it would finally work. So we thought it was a bad edge connector. And um, of course, nobody here doing anything with it really knew anything about arcade machines, so that didn't help. So it was, it was kind of one misadventure after another. Bought another board set. 
um, ran into the different version ROMs where the ones where the croutons replenish instead of staying gone can, once can you've, you, you've cleared them. Can you give us, uh, do you know what ROM sets those are, either of you? Version 6 is the version that once you clear them, they stay clear. So if there's three three croutons on the screen and you die, when you come back, there's the same three are still there. And then version 9, once you pass level 32, whenever you die, the, the whole screen is reset so you're forced to clear the screen without losing your life or you just get, you keep redoing it until you do or so, your, your game ends. So what is the preferred ROM set? For marathoning, version 6. Okay. And version 9, from what I was told, was created to prevent marathons. Oh. But I've, I've got it stuck in my head that the first time I did it, I did it on version 9. I think I remember you telling us that. I, that's interesting because I, I actually removed version 6 from my bit kit, and I think I'll put it back and... and because when I learned a marathon, I'm going to want that, pretty sure. So every time you have a hard time of that after level 32 thing, like, you know, you want some end point there, huh? Well, yeah. it's it's either, I can't remember if it's level three or level two, but I have, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, level three, uh, I, one day I'll get to that. I, no, yeah. What you want to play is uh, ROM set eight, the Olympia ROM set, and you want to play it on turbo. That's when the game becomes fun. <laughs> you like that one? That's my preferred method. Now. Really? Really? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the brutalist version. It's uh, it's the Olymp- Olympia license. They, they decided the game wasn't hard enough, so they sped it up in terms of how fast it goes as you start getting uh, to the second, third, and fourth levels, and, and so on. And then the turbo is um, basically kind of doubles, not quite doubles, but it increases the game speed. It's basically how Dwayne, Dwayne's board for Man vs. Snake, you know, he got, he filmed a billion in his basement, but then, you know, people started to ask if his board maybe was running too fast. And, and so they figured it out in the documentary why. And basically I just enabled that kind of glitch on the bit kit so you could play the game on turbo, which is kind of Dwayne's mode. And uh, it's brutal. I mean, I think Mark, uh, I think you should just change it to say Dwayne's mode. That's awesome. No. And then the other thing that the Olympia set added over the regular set, the regular set, you gain a free life every time you clear four waves. The Olympia right. set, it's every time you clear eight waves. So sure. you get half the lives while you're playing it. I can't um, imagine, like, kids trying to play that game who never played No, they'd quit it. today. They'd quit. Oh. It's too hard. <laughs> it's just like, what is this? This is crap. Here, here's another <laughs> thing. <laughs> so... Uh, Okay, we'll get into that later. But I want to I want to read a quote from the Crafty Mac uh, website, craftymac.com. It says, "If somebody snuck into my home, installed this board, and set it to boot to Nibbler, I would never have noticed the difference." Tim McVeigh. So tell us about that, Tim. Well, it's awesome. Um, Aaron sent a board out here. A buddy of mine from Atumwa, Mark Hoff. Mark Hoff uh, worked quite a bit with Aaron testing different things. Mark's uh, done some stuff with Robotron, trying to get the ROM set right. He's worked with the WizKids trying to correct, you know, patch the ROM set. I think he had a lot to do with the tie-dye set coming out. But he spent time working with Aaron, and they were they were working on getting the, the emulation right. And Mark came up to my house, and he brought one of the pre-production bit kit boards with him, and we actually put it in my cab and played it. And it was really close the first time I played it. It was really good. My only real complaint at that point was the audio was off. Um, it was, uh, I think I told Aaron at the time, my words were tinny. It just, something wasn't quite right in the audio. The gameplay was really, really good. It was better than, you know, anything I'd ever played before, not original hardware. 
You know, sure. it, it was better than the main version. It didn't have that god-awful, horrible sound at the beginning for the first 15 waves that yeah. Ken yeah. House still thinks is supposed to be there. <laughs> um, it, it was good. It was really good. And Aaron said he would work on it, and he'd make it better, and he did. He, he made it. I can't tell the difference. You so know, the, the, only, the only difference I see when I turn a machine on is it boots to the BitKit screen. Right. And you can you can set it so that it boots, it boots up dedicated. So that's what I meant. You know, somebody put that board in my machine, made it boot dedicated to Nibbler, I never would have noticed that if I was just sitting there playing it. He, so, really, he nailed it spot on. Now, here's here's the thing that I think is really cool about this. And, and uh, I mean, you're, guys, watch Man vs. Snake if you haven't seen it. But first of all, I bet you never considered going back to the game and going for the the billion-plus marathoning point score again. No. I bet, <laughs> at the time, At the time, I bet you never considered that. And I bet you never considered that this fella sitting next to you on the screen would invent a board set that would successfully and faithfully to the millisecond replace your Nibbler hardware in such a way that it was reliable, you know? Well, when you're 16, you know, you can be kind of arrogant and cocky. That's why I had that old article saying that no matter what somebody gets, I'm going to beat it back. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty stupid to say. It's but, awesome, uh, though. It's good. Yeah, that's, I, that's I figured good. once I got the billion, that was it. It was over. That was the race, was to be the first. And I figured once I got it, the record's going to stand because who really cares? Because, you know, Nibbler just wasn't that popular of a game in the arcade. It was just a few of us that were chasing that score. What's Nibbler? So, What's Nibbler? Yeah. What's Nibbler? So I thought it was going to stand. <laughs> I thought that was the end of it. And then, you know, 16, thinking ahead, you know, 30-some years, I never gave a thought to it. You know, as yeah. a 16-year-old, you're not thinking 30 years from now. No. That's why I sold my original machine. I wasn't thinking, you know, five years, 10 years, 30 sure. years from now. Sure. But, yeah, uh, as I got back into some of these games and seeing how many cabs disappeared, and you've seen videos and pictures of old warehouses where they took them outside and smashed them to get rid of them. And uh, you know, just some of that stuff that just makes you sick to your stomach. You don't realize how bad they're going to disappear. And it's so uh, it's so weird. Like, I, I never thought that I would have the nostalgia the nostalgic feelings I do for arcade games the way I do. But of course the two thousands rolled around and I started to, I'm like, well, I want an arcade game in my house. I, what, what do I want? You know? And I, the first game that came to mind for me was Tron. So I went after a Tron cocktail because I thought that'd be a, a, a more interesting uh, conversation piece, but we all kind of go back and we're like, how are we going to get this hardware? And, and Aaron, uh, you did the bit kit out of need, basically, right? You, I mean, it wasn't necessarily that. You, I mean, you thought, well, these games are rare. You know, I'm going to have a hard time finding a board set that works. Is that really what facilitated um, it, or what was the yeah, motivation? Yeah, you could you could say that a little bit um, for Nibbler because um, at the time I started the project, I think they were like 150 to 200 bucks for a board set. I think now they're probably a good solid 300. Sure. Um, but, um, I wasn't necessarily dying to play to have, to get a nibbler board set. But the more I learned about the, uh, the game and the hardware, just by looking at the schematics online, it seemed like for me who had never done an FPGA project, that it was a good one to start out with because the hardware is pretty simple. Um, SNK, the Japanese company that, that made the hardware, um, basically kind of pieced it together from it looks like a couple of older projects because there are 
features on the board that predated, uh, what was it, 1981, 1982? 1981 or 1982 when it came out. So um, they kind of hodgepodge some stuff together. So it wasn't very sophisticated. So it, it was a good platform for me to start with to learn about FPGA. And, um, and then as I got into it, and then once I saw Man vs. Snake, and I knew Mark Hoff from the KLOV uh, forums, and I, I, um, I think he messaged me and said, hey, I can get in touch with Tim if you'd like and maybe get this, your project in front of him. And so, I mean, that really motivated me to get it done because it was like, well, if I can get this in front of Tim and Tim can play it and, and it plays right for him, that's the best, like, uh, that's the best testing I can have. You know, that's the quality of a the seal of quality right there. So, so that kind of propelled the project forward. And then the more I discovered about some of the other Rockola games, they were kind of hard to find like fantasy. It's not as hard to find, but Pioneer Balloon, it's pretty impossible to find just a random Pioneer Balloon board in the wild. You can convert with a little bit of wires. You can convert Nibbler to Pioneer Balloon, um, but they're not just out there in the wild, you know, already, already ready for to go. So, so I just kind of built on that. And then I started looking at other hardware that I could add. Cause I think your point was the hardware is getting older. It's all about 30 years old, getting older. And, uh, some of it's not very reliable. The nibbler board sets have the edge connect, the uh, ribbon connectors that connect the two boards are really bad. And so you have all sorts of issues with those. Um, I fixed probably about a dozen board sets and half of them I fixed just by, uh, Doing those connectors, you know, reseating the connectors and then uh, re-soldering uh, the ROM sockets. Yeah. Because the ROM sockets are really bad on those boards too. And there's a lot of hardware like that. Tron is another – all the MCR boards have a lot of issues. Galaga. You know. yeah, Galaga. Um, so, you know, that's the whole FPGA movement and why it interested me when it came to arcade. Sure. Um, and, I, and I wasn't the first one. I mean, uh, some other guys like J-Rock did the multi-Williams yeah. and several boards and – but um, just the idea that you could preserve the hardware as accurately as you as you wanted to put the time in to make that happen, and and preserve it, um, you know, in a way that it could take the place of a dedicated board that's maybe failed or is flaky, and give the same experience to the player and the collector. So yeah, that, that was something. I said this is pretty cool. I, I'm going to do something with this, and I'm going to continue this project and see what I can do with it. <laughs> I think. I think one of the really neat things uh, that, about you two guys connecting up is, there, as you mentioned, there were other FPGA projects. And, you know, people go on and on about how FPGA is accurate. They'd say, oh, we did this and we looked at that. But this is, to my knowledge, the first time that you had somebody who was literally a world champion on a game playing the FPGA game and saying, this is accurate enough that I couldn't tell the difference with the real hardware. And so, I mean, because people ask me all the time, why would I buy this board that has you know, eight Williams games instead of this other board that has 300 games, or why would I buy a, you know, a, a bit kit instead of a 60 in one? And what I keep telling people is because these are more like the real game. And, yeah. and it, and it's hard to really explain that to somebody who hasn't seen that real game in 30, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, Tim, and you often, bring to the, often the, they the don't conversation care. a real, a reality to that, that really it isn't on the other systems. And yeah. I think emphasizes the value of FPGA to our hobby. Yeah, yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean, you have the stability, you have the accuracy. Um, I, from what I've seen of the FPGA, that thing's going to outlive me. You know, I have no worries about that board failing me or flaking out any time in the future like I do about the original boards. You know, uh, as soon as I got one of the bit kits, I haven't plugged my original board back in. I don't have a reason to. 
if I ever marathon again, I'll have to. You know, I got to do it on original. Right. Or I've considered trying to talk Twin Galaxies into tracking the BitKit score. Um, and possibly going for the the billion on that. By the um, way, that would be cool. I'd like to yeah. just mention the the games that are officially supported right now. And Nibbler is at the top of the list. Then you have Fantasy Pioneer Balloon, Vanguard Zarzon Eyes, which is a favorite of mine. Mister TNT yeah. also a favorite of mine. I think that's a good game. Totally okay. uh, missed by many many people. I think it was only available in kit. It was a conversion, right? Um, yeah, and so Egor, Piranha, Titan, Piranha, and Titan are pretty much the same in many respects. Titan's got some kind of fun, spacey graphics, uh, which is a Pac-Man knockoff. Um, Glob and Beastie. Beastie is I, so fun. I just Beastie, picked up yeah. a Beastie cocktail. Oh, did you? Yeah, really? I saw that. Yeah, they saw Brian's cocktail. Sweet. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Beastie's Beastie. a fun game. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a better mix of the Glob. The Glob, uh, it gets brutally hard after like the fifth or sixth board. Yeah. It just gets super fast, and they kind of remixed it with Beastie and made it a bit more playable. So I like Beastie, Beastie a lot. Yeah, me too. I totally agree. Pango, which I think is the version with popcorn music. Um, it's Yeah, and it's on pack hardware, and I've gotten a few questions of that. Uh, like, uh, they say, well, the music's different on the Sega version. And so I've had to kind of remind people, it's like, well, the, the version on the BitKit runs on Pac-Man hardware. Sure. And that was a bootleg made by operators to run on Pac-Man, which has less memory than um, the Sega dedicated Pingo board. So they did cut the music a little bit. I mean, it still sounds good, but they cut some, you know, it's not the same sound section. Sure. So it doesn't have quite the same depth to it. Um, and uh, you don't have that opening screen where the penguins are on the ice, you know, and they're. Yeah, the colors in the sky. You don't have that, um, but yeah, yeah. yeah and, but and then you have Lizard Wizard, and then my four favorite recent games are Anteater, Frogger, Super Cobra, and Jump Bug, which are yeah. all, all just great. And by the way, I think the the bit kit is um, still for sale. Uh, are you selling that direct now, Aaron? Uh, I'm selling it directly now on on Facebook. It's just Facebook slash Crafty Mac, or on my website, which is just craftymac dot com. Um, or through, yeah, and you can get the information there and yeah, I'm selling them directly for the time being. Um, and you dropped probably, the, you dropped the price. It's uh yeah, the price has gone down a little bit. Yeah. The price is good. It's one seventy five right now. So can um, I get, can I get a refund for, no, <laughs> just buy some more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Return the machine with the board in there and then, yeah. uh, you'll get a board back. And here's a funny thing. Yeah, when I right. saw, so I've seen a lot of projects come up on Clove, a lot of, uh, vaporware if you will uh there are certain people that we can expect will produce product take man talking man whatever his name is um you know there's there's uh you know phoenix who drops in and, and says hey i'm doing this uh high score saves whoever else you know uh rich to, to a degree he's got you know they, they all they all post their stuff and you can pretty much uh, be assured that it'll be available um, and when I saw the BitKit show up, I thought it was interesting because here was this FPGA project by a guy who I had not seen do any FPGA projects or any other arcade-related projects at the, at the uh, point. What about the uh, uh, test pattern TPG? The TPG. Yeah, yeah yes. the TPG. Yeah. And, and the scanline generator. Let me clarify. <laughs> let me clarify. Uh, I had not seen these other projects because I, I wasn't right, looking for right. those things. I wasn't. So, but th- this Adam's was Adam's out of touch and sees a guy doing a project. Yes. Yeah, and this this seemed ambitious <laughs> to me. It it seemed ambitious to me. So I signed up like right away, and I was an early adopter. 
And I yeah, just, that's true. Yeah. I just want to say that I really, I'm really happy that this project came to fruition. And I, I've, I'm so delighted that I get to show people my Miss Pac-Man machine and just like they can play all these different games on. It. I think it's awesome. So it's great. Thank you for that. No, it's just, um, I'm, uh, I'm relentless, I guess. Yeah. That's my, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, uh, to have fun, make stuff, make some money at the same time, you know, um, support your hobby, support my hobby. And yeah. so, but I, the community has been great and all the people that have supported it have been great. And it certainly wouldn't have, uh, uh, you know, been what it is right now, uh, have been successful if, uh, if they didn't have the community interested in it and buying it. And so, and now I have some other questions for Tim. Uh, what is on the back of your wall? First of all, uh, which part those hot wheels. Yeah. There's a lot of die cast, uh, a lot of hot wheels. Um, there's, they're not all hot wheels, but they're that size. They're die cast sure. collectible cars, uh, NASCAR cars, a lot of Jeff Gordon stuff. Okay. I'm a huge Jeff Gordon fan. Number 24. Um, Number 24, when he was in NASCAR, he's now retired. But uh, I, I go to the sprint car races up in Knoxville literally every Saturday night, every year, all summer. And I met Jeff at Knoxville when he was 15 years old driving a sprint car. And uh, we sat down on a tailgate of a pickup truck in the pits, and we talked for like an hour. And I was blown away. You know, here's this 15-year-old kid sitting here talking to a guy that's a little bit older than him. And giving me his time, sitting there, to, you know, after the races, sitting there talking for like an hour. And uh, I just became a fan, you know, uh, just listening to him, talking to him, having a discussion with him. And then I followed him from there. He went, uh, I seen him on an ESPN. He was racing midgets and uh, USAC sprint you got, cars. You got to tell him to get back in the race. Petty didn't quit till he was dead. I mean. I, yeah, uh, I don't want to see him die, but, yeah, I love watching him race. Um, unfortunate, I've met quite a few guys up at Knoxville over the years. Uh, Kyle Larson, current NASCAR racer. He races up at Knoxville. Quite a bit. That's cool. Uh, what is, what is Gordon's been up there? What, is, what does Gordon do now that he's retired? I mean, just uh, he's hang out at home. I think it's Fox, oh. which, which channel, but he's one of the, the color analysis analysts, whatever for oh, the, cool. the races. Nice. That's I awesome. can see that. And he's, uh, he's co-owner of Jimmy Johnson's car. Jimmy's the seven time NASCAR champion. So Jeff's he's still involved. He's still busy. That's sweet. Yeah, most of that in the background is Jeff Gordon stuff, a lot of die cast. All right, I got a question for you about your arcade days, one we didn't ask you before. I see your Kiss shirt. I love it. When you, you were when you were playing Nibbler in 84, or even just, just think back to when you were in the heyday, right? This mm-hmm. is this is Time Magazine, Atumwa Time. This is this is Tim's uh taking over the town for a day. This is everybody's friends and Walter is there. What was in your jukebox? What were your top jukebox plays? Think of, think back, think of some songs and tell us what you liked to hear when you were in an arcade. Um, I've been a metalhead my whole life. I can remember taking my Walkman down there and I had Ted Nugent, Motley Crue, Night Ranger, um, got any particular, heavy metal, any Ozzy particular Osborne. songs, any particular songs that ring out? Crazy Train, Ozzy Osbourne, probably my favorite song of all. Yeah, I was. uh, I had a ghetto blaster. I had a bungee strap to the handlebars on my BMX bike. Oh, that's bike ride. We had tunes to listen. That's what we're talking about. And uh, the first time I heard Crazy Train coming on the radio, it just it basically knocked me on my ass. I mean, I just stopped and I just I mean completely stopped and just (laughs) sat there and was like, "Holy shit!" Listen to that guitar. 
And Randy Rhodes floored me, and I was hooked. Yep. And probably the next one after that was Eddie Van Halen, all the old Van Halen stuff. Oh, God, yeah. 1984, uh, yeah, just total metalhead. That's yeah. all I've ever been into, really, really hardcore. So, so not so much the. I noticed you missed some of the cues for the new wave stuff. Not, not a. Big I actually knew most of them. I didn't know I was really allowed to play, and it's <laughs> not fair because I've got the Skype feed, so I sure. could hear it before they could. It's very true. Very so true. I just kind of sat there and kept my mouth shut. We Plus, per- I screwed up the one I did run my mouth on. So. <laughs> but you know, you got the band right, so it's that's that's after I knew the song. I, I can't believe I said that. I you just, know what? It's uh, <laughs> the older I get, the worse I get at these games. So, Aaron, other side of the tracks, what was your uh, what was your jukebox back in the eighties? Well, nineteen eighty four, or in the eighties, or that that era? Yeah, at that time. Say early eighties, eighty to eighty four, seventy nine to eighty four. Yeah, I had um, the the first two cassettes I had um, were uh, the Police Synchronicity. Oh yeah, nineteen eighty three, and uh, Hall of Notes. Which one? Which <laughs> nice. one? I love uh, the one with their big hit on it, or a couple of their big hits on it. They had they had H, H2O, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know the band that well enough to know their records. Well, I'm a um, hu- I'm a huge fan, so let me just pull up a oh, couple. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw uh, them in I, I saw them when they were here in concert, um, and I have to say, the Tears for Fears opened for them, and I like Tears for Fears better um, because Hall and Oates, uh, Daryl Hall likes to riff. And they they just went on. They went on like crazy. Uh, but H two O has Maneater. That's probably the album thing. So. I do remember Maneater was on it. And it has one one on one, and then it has Family Man. So that, those were three big hits, and and then also uh, the Private Eyes album from eighty one, of course. <laughs> So you remember that? No, I'm not sure. It could have been privatized. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ah, sure. Yeah. But but not long after that, I took a turn and went a different direction. Oh, okay. And I and I Christian got rock? into I got into a lot of uh, Black Flag. Oh uh, yeah, nice. yes, and, punk. Uh, other bands like that from that era. Dead Kennedys. Um, yeah, I mean, I never really was into Dead Kennedys as much, but. Um, <laughs> you know, Black Flag and then Suicidal Tendencies. Oh yeah, and, yeah. A lot of that kind of music where um, it was just angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, maybe I was at an angry point in my, in my teens, like a lot of teens. But, um, but yeah, so that's awesome. But yeah, so. All you wanted was a Pepsi, right? What? So I said, all you wanted was a Pepsi, right? Yeah, that's right. right. So, were you a fan of the repo? To, uh, to watch my TV with a uh, six pack of beer. So, which like is one the, of my favorite early Black Flag songs. <laughs> so, Repo Man soundtrack has Black Flag, Suicidal Tendencies, yeah. Circle Jerks, Burning Sensation. It's a stupid movie, but it's a good movie. Oh, just, you, for music. It just for the music. Just for the music. It's fran- Yeah. It's, it's Oh, you it's, almost slipped. It's Phantasms and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's just like my, he's like waiting for me to say fantastic. I mean, almost got it. You almost got it. You almost got it. <laughs> okay, so since we're letting our guests do it, uh, and we haven't done this before, but Mark, uh, what was your '80s jukebox? My '80s jukebox, yeah. I would say a lot of Led Zeppelin and Van Halen. That was actually the first stuff that I learned to play on the guitar and piano that I liked. 
you know, my mom sent me to piano lessons. I didn't like anything that they were, you know, like, Oh, here's fur lease. I'm like, what's this? I don't like it. <laughs> You're like, I want to play, I want to play stairway to heaven. Yeah, exactly. Well, I had a, it's funny. I, no this is a strange story. I met a friend, uh, who, uh, was, a. it's funny. He was in bands in town and he was, uh, him and his dad were in a band with Chuck Rio He's the guy that's that sings the song Tequila. Yeah, okay. That's cool. And so um anyway, uh I met Trey because I logged on to a BBS called Vox Populi and the guy that ran the board said uh was basically um uh airing out his dirty laundry and saying, This guy that's on my BBS, I hate him, here's his phone number, call him. <laughs> and so I called him I called him intending to like you know, just screw with him. And then I made a friend. <laughs> and so yeah, and we're still friends. attempt fails. Yeah. Yeah. We're still friends to this day. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. And so he helped me learn all of my, uh, you know, riffs from Led Zeppelin and, ba- and basically steered my, my love of that particular genre. That's interesting because that stuff's like seventies, dude. That's pretty cool. I know. And you know, back then, you know, there was no the internet. Was so, so huge. Yeah. Yeah. People, I mean, it was all new to me and, uh, you know, yeah. right. even knowing how many albums they had was sort of like the secret, you know, that you, a lot of people didn't realize. We got to round it out. Brian, tell me what's your jukebox yeah. hits of the eighties. In the 80s? Yeah. Wow, I don't even know if I had my own stereo system in the 80s. So I was just like picking off my parents' stuff. Sure. It's kind of funny. What I remember from the 80s was uh, an unfortunate amount of Sound of Music, ABBA, and... Well, <laughs> um, oh, come on. The These were... I know you. You were not listening to ABBA when you were looking no, for... No, no. So like the funny thing is, is that all the 80s music that I know now is like completely the influence of my wife. So when I started dating Susan... You know, we had been going out for probably about three, four months. She says, you want to go to a concert? I said, sure. So we go up to this concert up at Moondance Jam in northern Minnesota. And I'm thinking, you know, we sit out in the concert. We watch the show. No, that's not how you do concerts with Susan. <laughs> so we go backstage, meet up with the guitarist for Grand Funk. He hands us the artist laminates. What? We're backstage sitting with Alice Cooper. And Susan's like giving oh Alice Cooper's daughter a... Uh, back rub while I'm talking to D Snyder and I'm just like this is not like a normal concert <laughs> and so all the 80s stuff I know honestly I, I hate to admit I started learning over the last 10 years that I've been with Susan and uh, so I mean all this music that I missed back then and she's just completely I mean that's all that plays at our house now and our son I mean you can sit there and play half these songs I mean our, our son's first concert at 8 years old was ACDC which one? Wow. Which one? That's awesome. Which tour? What's up? Which, Which one? Tour? Which, Which tour? Uh, two years ago. So we got him right before uh, Brian Johnson left because I would. He's back. I, now, I would by have. The way. Is he back with him? Yeah, he's back. Really? I could. I could not do Axl Rose with them. That's yeah. a, the one band from the '80s. I cannot. I so in in my in the OR when I'm operating, we always have '80s music on, and the one of the guys in the OR knows that when Guns N' Roses comes on, it's next song. Love the music. Hate Axl Rose's voice. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge Guns N' Roses fan either. Uh, I do have, like, one of their albums, you know, because you got to hear a little Sweet Child of Mine once in a while. Oh, or, yeah, I mean, can't wait till they're redone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when's the reboot? Yeah, exactly. I want someone else to do their music over. That would be, be interesting, right? Oh, that's cool. Okay, so... Uh, I've, I've already talked about my 
my eighties jukebox many, many times and we play it on the show every week. So I'm, I'm kind of a new wave kid. I love 84. 84 is a great year. Uh, but I'm all over the board. It could be U2 or uh, Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin. It could be ACDC. But back in the day, I was probably listening to more like kind of kind of like Aaron, kind of a little bit over all over the board, you know. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that's a fun subject because we're like we're arcade culture is is really intertwined with music, I think. Well, the crazy thing is, um, I did go to a Cindy Lauper concert once. Oh my god! Me like, too. Back in '83, '83. <laughs> yeah, back in like uh, it was. Uh, She's so unusual. Which, she toured with the Bangles as her opening act. Mm. Back mm. before the Bangles really had really hit it big on their own. That might have been. I think that was like I was twelve, so it would have been '84. It would have been '84. Oh, so it was so unusual then. That's a freaking awesome yeah. album. I bet there was like, like a bajillion girls at that concert. Oh my there god! Was. This brings was, me I back. Think that, that's probably why I got into Black Flag. Yeah, smart. Yeah, smart. so it's why you got into Black Flag. <laughs> it, I, drove, it drove me to to like really angry music without. I know. My, I mean, <laughs> I know this isn't exactly the same, but my wife was like, "Hey, you want to go to an Avril Lavigne concert?" I'm like, "Hey, mm-hmm. yes." <laughs> yeah, I think at the time that Cindy Lauper was out, I was listening to Michael Jackson, Cindy Lauper, Scorpions, because uh, the Scorpions had Rocky like a hurricane. Uh, yeah, it's just awesome. It was, the, the 80s were so awesome for music because they had all this variety. I do remember picking up the Thriller album, like we had the the record. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was on quite a bit. Nice. Yeah. So the chatters are saying they've got they've got Elton John in here. Uh, is that GNR? Uh, then I'm out. okay. If we're di- if we're dissing GNR, then I'm out. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. The I'm, first GNR, their debut album was. I mean, that's a classic album. Yeah. Andy Bowman says H two. It was all downhill after that. It H- was all downhill after that. That's true. <laughs> Andy, but fully, I fully acknowledge the the pleasure like i the songs are great it's just axel rose's voice i want and maybe it's just that i was so bitter from seeing him with uh stephanie seymour in the 80s and then <laughs> ditcher that uh, i never got over that and i couldn't deal with uh him as a person i love the axel the axel rose memes uh, of late though like uh you know when he started to get really puffy in the last couple of years they had to, the the meme i loved was uh uh, you know, welcome to the jungle. We got cakes and pies. <laughs> he's, like, he's on stage, and it's just the angle of the photo just makes his face look huge. Uh, he's had a hard. Uh, he's he's treating himself poorly. I think he's not looking you know, great. It's interesting because when he started singing as a replacement singer for ACDC, he was on crutches. Yeah, he had to sit in that seat. Yeah. Oh, but he had lost a bunch of weight because during. He gained Chinese a ton. democracy was horrible, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm reading chat. I never saw that. <laughs> yeah, I know that took years to come out. Well, I, I gotta say, uh, Andy Ballman took longer. It wasn't done. Andy Ballman <laughs> said his first Hall and Oates album, or his first album, was H2O by Hall and Oates. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I that's a that's it's a great album, and Brian. Wait for me to say fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna get the sound bite and keep playing it. Like when you just, you just say an F, a f- it's, 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 it's great. <laughs> See you, Randall. He says he's out. I pissed him off. Oh no. Oh, bye, bye, Randy. It's good to see you. Uh, thanks for playing Chumbawamba. 
That's not an arcade song. Aaron, I'm going to kick you in the nuts next time I see you. Sanders. Aaron Sanders. Aaron Reed's like, don't kick me in the nuts. Don't kick me in the nuts. <laughs> that was Tub Thumper. <laughs> tub Thumper. Okay, so back on track. Mark, uh, I know you have some questions for these fellas. Uh, let them roll. Let them rip. It's, you know, what's going on here? Right. My questions for these fellas, which I'm, if I have one, wait, are, are, am I supposed to be looking on a skirt? I think Mark is like on, like, he's using like satellite TV for his internet. I think I've seen that commercial where you can get satellite like TV. Like, if you live in a remote chicka, location, you can get 56K bandwidth. I was the uh, 36 shotgun. Or just take a Big Mac. It's a DeLorean time anomaly. <laughs> Did he freeze up? It looks like he's yeah, frozen. Like it. Oh, yeah, he's boy. frozen. I asked he's him a question. Yeah, it's hilarious. I think I told him he needs to plug in because he can interpret the entire Imperial network then. But he he needs a direct con- there. Oh, here he comes. You back? You see me? Yeah, no, yeah, we can. You have All a- I did was mute I my video. You the whole time. You're just stationary. Yeah, you were like a mannequin. Oh, it was really cool. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't disconnect. I just muted my video and unmuted it. It sounds like a your problem instead of a my problem. Well, everybody else was doing fine, Mark. I hate to tell uh, you, uh, it's not you. It's me. It's not us. Uh, it's you. <laughs> right. So, okay. Let me. My dad's calling. Turn that off. Uh, my question. I'll get him on the show. I. Give, let's, oh, my is, dad's FaceTime. Which is Skype? Ta- which is Skype handle? I'll call him right now. Excuse me. He doesn't have a Skype handle. That's just too advanced. <laughs> no, no. Let's let's get here. My my question is for Tim, and I guess it's basically: What is your next arcade event that you're attending? Like, are you going to go to an expo somewhere, or like, what are you going to do? You know, I don't know. Um, I don't have anything planned for 19. Score Wars last year at 18, that wasn't planned. That just kind of came out of the blue. Um, they invited Tina and I out there, and I was I was kind of like, really? Um, what's a meow wolf? You know, and, <laughs> and why am right. I going to Score Wars? This is Galaga. What's this got to do with me? You know, sure. And uh, I'm glad I went. It was awesome. The facility was unbelievable. Um, the staff was first class. The event was first class. Everything about it. It's one of the most fun times I've ever had at an event. And everybody that came in for the Galaga Championships, it was so intense the way they had it set up, watching everybody play. That was a blast. Um, I don't know what my next one is. I, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, no, we, so, we, there's nothing that we're looking to go do right now. Right, right. But so you're you're saying you're available so that if we throw somebody at you, it could happen. we got to get him out of MGC. MGC. we got to get him okay. at MGC. It's kind of like what I talked about earlier, you know, the, the pet setter and the, the logistics of it all and stuff. Yes, yes. i got to know a, a far enough ahead of time. And the few events I've uh, been asked to attend over the last couple of years, you know, they especially if it's uh, Walter and Billy and those guys related – Walter asked me to go to an event on a Saturday and he asked me the Sunday before it. I don't work. There's no way that's not even possible. So the longer I know ahead of time, the better chance there is of getting me somewhere. If there's somebody that, you know, some event that would like to have us there as a guest or whatever. Well, if we can stay at your house when you leave, that'll be fine. You know, (laughs) you could put up with all the fur. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. just put on a, yeah, a mask. Yeah, it's like every time I have somebody stay over, they're allergic to cats. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't stay with you. Well, yeah, don't <laughs> offer to come over here. <laughs> I, I think we need to get you up to MGC. Oh, oh MagFest, yeah. yeah. MGC's fun. Yeah. We, we casually mention, you know, maybe going this year and then uh, just haven't went anywhere with it. I keep spending too much damn money on computer equipment right now. Yeah, I've seen the uh, the post, Tim. Your, uh, your uh, new PC looks... Uh, pretty impressive that it's you're like building oh, it's killing me waiting for the last two pieces what a processor um all i'm down to is the the cpu cooler the radiator was uh we'll call it tweaked okay. when i got it some shipping damage and uh i screwed up when i ordered the power supply this is the first extreme processor that i've ever built a board you know build a system with i'm used to a 24 pin and either a four or an eight pin well, this new board has a 24, an 8, and a 4. So once I started putting it together, I saw the extra 4. And I'm like, well, I ordered the wrong power supply. Mm-hmm. So that just got RMA'd. It went back yesterday and got to go through that deal to get the new one. Then we're, we're going to rock finally. Sweet. Nice. Well, like I said, we got to get Dan on the show, Dan Lucen from MGC. Give us a little bit of a preview of what's going on. And we'll put a bug in his ear. Get that Tim guy there. over there. Is that, they have a ton of guests. Ernie, uh, what's his name from Ghostbusters? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, yeah. he was there last year. Oh, really? No, he nice. wasn't. I was there last year. He wasn't there. Was but, he's, but he's there this year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they doing had, like a Ghostbusters well, ten tie-in or something. They, well, he did a bunch of stuff with the Ghostbusters ten tie. He was here in Minneapolis when they launched it here. Oh, really? Okay, that's cool. But not MGC, but he'll be there this year. That's kind of cool. Cool. And there's a DeLorean there, Mark. Ah, screw it. Second year in a row. Who's DeLorean? I don't know. Do you want me to take pictures? You you can identify it. Just one. Yeah. (laughs) I know a couple guys that have DeLoreans. I would rather see a kit, actually. I think it'll be more fun. I have a kit. The old one or the new one? He's old one. The old one, no. I don't own a Mustang. Yeah, who wants that? Who wants that yeah, shit? That's, Besides Val Kilmer is going to be inside it. And then what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have Michael. Kit, I think uh, B-52 Brewing is doing something on uh, January 26th again. And I'll be in Florida. Uh, we have to talk about this because I think our next podcast is when I'm going to be in Florida. So. Florida? Florida. <laughs> okay, fine. Hey, you know, speaking of Kit, though, I will say that um, one thing that shocked me as a child was watching Knight Rider, and then uh, the guy that did the voice for Knight Rider, I think he was then on St. Elsewhere as an actual yeah. character. And that just yeah. freaked me out. I really, it was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> hearing hearing Kit's voice matched with the real person, it just didn't feel well, right. And he was on Galactica 1980 in the first episode. Oh, really? It was okay. a two-parter with, uh, oh, what's his name? Um the 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 announcer from the the radio guy from the fifties sixties uh, Wolfman Jack Wolfman Jack so yeah so Wolfman Jack's wow. in an episode and it's like the day the Cylons invade Earth or something I can't remember the, the name the, of the night the Cylons ended is the yeah name of the episode. exactly it's it's basically uh, try they try <laughs> to play on the fact that you know it's like a Orson Welles crappy interpretation but anyway the silent comes down and nobody recognizes the silent because it's halloween and he's right. in costume Perfect. oh right okay it's, it's a good times you know yeah, i got a couple comments i want to throw out at the chat um aaron sanders he says ask him about callan 
Um, that was out at Score Wars. Callan Hendricks, he was awesome. He was uh, a fantastic tech. He worked his ass off to make me happy with the Nibbler cab that I had to work with out there. Great guy, really good guy, a lot of fun. Um, I never said anything about going for David's Robotron score. I can't play Robotron like I used to. I would <laughs> love to. I'm just not there yet. I have one. I'm playing, but I'm not nowhere near on that level yet. Sweet. Um, it's funny. If David's I could in, do it, I would. But, yeah, I love Robotron. It's the best game ever made. David really? is in our band. Yeah, I, Robotron's my favorite. It's always been my favorite. I used to be able to marathon it back in the day, and mm. Walter tried to get me to do it, and I just laughed because, <laughs> the you know, the arcade game back then, all you seen was the seven or the eight lives, and you had no idea how many you had. Oh, and I watched right. people do marathons where somebody was sitting there, you know, like with a spiral notebook. Well, I was the first one. My first marathon was for somebody's joust marathon. And I sat there and had the spiral notebook. Every time they gained a life, you put down a tally mark. Every time they died, you crossed it off. Uh, it's just too much work, and it's it's hard to keep accuracy. You know, keep your focus on just sitting there and making tally marks, marking them off so you keep an accurate track. And those games, you die so damn fast. You get up and go to the restroom, and, you know, you come back, you think you have 200 lives, and you go to the restroom, they're like, hey, your game's over! Uh, I didn't want to do Robotron because of that. But now they've they've changed it, and there's actually a counter at the bottom on the tie-dye on the newer stuff. And Oh, really? Uh, if I could ever get my chops back on it, I'd... I'd entertain the idea. I'd love to put a hundred million on, on TV. You know, it's funny. We've had people. Eugene on the show twice, Eugene Jarvis. Um, and I've never asked him what his high score is or if he's ever tried a marathon. Uh, I don't think he's ever tried a marathon. No, I don't think uh, so. He either. doesn't really do the, from what I've talked to him anyway, he doesn't really do like the marathon games. He, he cranks it up to the higher settings and goes for scores that way. Yeah. Just yeah. to make himself happy to challenge himself. That guy's hilarious, by the way. I love he him. is yeah. very entertaining. I think this falls into that whole it, Eugene saying, oh, we made it really hard. And then all of a sudden these guys come in and then they're able to like <laughs> yeah. beat the game and it makes us mad. And- right. Well, <laughs> right, right. They did make it really hard. <laughs> I've never yeah. been able, I've never been very good at it. I've yeah. always liked it, but I've never been good at it. Right. Well, it's much uh, harder. You get it's much harder when you can't shoot left. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, do you watch your language? Uh, you shut your no. mouth when I'm talking to you. You. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier on the show, Aaron, we uh, I, we went over what we're working on, and my Robotron first player will not shoot left. So the, oh, yeah. the, the interface board needs a little work. I've got three chips on the way. It'll I'm rebuilding the whole damn board because uh, I didn't bother to use a Logic Pro, but I've already replaced half the chips. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rebuild the whole thing. The shotgun approach. <laughs> yeah, well, I put in another board and it worked. So I know I know it's the interface board. I just want to fix the board that's problem. So I'm spoiled. Mark Hoff scratch built my Robotron. It's got a J Rock in it. Oh, cool. Things bulletproof. Yeah, it's you know, so much fun to play. I kind of wanted to do a J Rocks, but I have three. I have Defender. I have Joust, which uh, I've done the the RAM mod on, and I have Robotron, which I I can't bear to just I can't bear to put I, I don't want to put a J Rock in there. The, 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 the I had a Robotron, and Mark and I did just damn near everything to it. We replaced the ribbons, replaced the RAM chips, got yeah. new ROM sets. Yeah. I mean, we went through that thing, and it just it kept carpet resetting, and I just wanted to put my fist through it. Eventually, I, I just said, okay, I'm done. J Rock. I could get up to about six or seven million. The thing had reset on me, and it was just nothing but endless frustration as a player. Mm. And I finally said, "Oh, I'm done. It's gone. It's it's out of here. I'm going to break it, or I'm going to sell it. One or the other." Yeah, 
Well, I think that's, when, a good, that's a good approach. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. You, I was going to say, and you can also, I mean, you can always put the J-Rocks in without modifying the original hardware. You can just tie into the pins. My Robotron is is running all it, everything original is in there. I just threw a J-Rock in on top of it. Yeah. And that's what I would have done if I, you know, I didn't know about the J-Rocks at the time. Mark didn't either. If I still had that cap, that's what it would be running now. But yep. he, uh, he measured, he went to the North English, he went up to Mike's Arcade up there and he measured and checked, you know, angles and dimensions, and he built a cab that's. If you didn't know what you were looking at, you wouldn't know it was a homemade homemade cab. It's awesome. Yeah. He did a fantastic nice. job on it. It's really nice. Well, I want to thank you both for being on the show. I know Aaron was a little bit of a surprise. Tim, uh, thanks for bearing with us for the first thirty-five minutes as we <clears throat> tortured our chatters with, you know technical difficulties once again uh we have made strides though this season i think this this video chat format is really awesome and i hope to maintain that um and make it better um but uh i don't want to keep anybody up it's it's 20 minutes past where we normally shut down so thanks for being on the show both of you guys and um i look forward to having you both on as guests again uh or as guest hosts you know Anytime. Uh, yeah, anytime. Brian, uh, Mark. Know, like I said, the ahead of time thing, the, the, the more I know ahead of time, the easier things are to, to arrange. Yeah, yeah. And Mark, and you'll have a new PC by then, too. But Mark. <laughs> Finally. Uh, you're not, is he frozen again? I can't tell if Mark is I'm not frozen again, am I? Huh? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> Oh, he just totally. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I rebooted my thing just in case. <laughs> just, <laughs> am, I, am I moving? Can you see that me? That video promo was oh, awesome. You're, fine. There, you're totally fine. <laughs> That's slow. Just get the slow mo. You have to pause the video. But. So, so early on when I was doing some like instructional videos on YouTube, people kept saying that I didn't have a good enough intro. And so I took like these pieces of paper and wrote down like different things to like completely make fun of it and did all the music with my mouth just to completely make fun of the video uh. intros. <laughs> I wish I could have had a video for you, Aaron. Uh. Um, when you sent me, well, when Mark came up the first time with that bit kit right. and he pulled it out, Tina's like, what's that? And Mark says, it's bit kit. And she says, what's that? And Mark says, it's Nibbler. And Tina's like, I'm that? On that little thing, how does that have nibbler on it? Because she's seen the board set, you know, a number yeah. of times. How, how do you how do you get the two boards down onto that? And it was just it was so comical. My wife's not you know an electronic person at all, right? But just the size of it totally freaked her out. She goes, "There's no way that's going to play right." And we're like, "Okay." <laughs> it's it funny. I wish I would have had a video of it for you. It's cool though. You got to say hi to Tina for us too, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. she's probably bed already. I bet she uh, cut out on me earlier. <laughs> she's like, what is going time. on with this show? I'm out of here. Hell, she might be one of the people watching. I don't know. <laughs> Anything's possible. I linked it on my page. I did get one of these little things from uh, Andy Seckler. Oh, uh, sweet. Oh, he cool. Sent me, he sent me a little nibbler cabinet and the DVD of the, of the uh, documentary because I, I sent him a bit kit a while back. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Are those for sale? Because I want one of those. <laughs> it's I think they, he, I think the they made those. I don't know if he has more or not. Yeah, I think they made them just for the Kickstarter. So. Oh, okay. Uh, 
That's really you can cool. You plug it in. It, it, it's not playable, of course, but th- th- there's so, a little LCD in there, and you get like well, a little yeah. nippler string. Are, are you going to make it playable? Is that what's going to happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. There'll be a challenge for you. Shrink the bit kit down to in that cabinet. Wow. wow. <laughs> All right, guys, stick well, with us after the outro so we can have a little bit of goodbye before we just hang up on you. And roughly hang up on each other. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so I want to thank you again for listening in on the double R's. That's Arcade Radio. Check us out on Facebook, Arcade Radio, or ArcadeRadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. And then, uh, watch Mark change to the last tab. (laughs) (laughs) Call and leave comments on the questions line, which is 61248-GAME or 4263. Yes, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Arcane Radio, and Twitter at Arcane Radio. That's right. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's just one click. All right, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and or SoundCloud. Well, that's going to be it for the show from the Arcade Radio team. We hope you had a great time. We'll see you next week. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Guys, roll. Now we take off our pants. We're not on camera. Wait, we're supposed to wear our pants? I'm, I'm not wearing my pants. Do it. <laughs> I wonder if this echoes too. I doubt. No, the, the music has been great. Hello? Okay, we're off. Great. Well, thank you for your patience, everybody. Yeah, thanks for your patience. That was super oh, fun. I came in, I missed it all. You, yeah, you actually. Yeah, yeah. Your, How your was dinner, dinner was timed really well. It was timed it was super good. well. Yeah, it was good. Where yeah. did you go? It's a place called the Parker Garage. It's a converted auto garage. You know, that's the new thing to do these days. You take an old building, you turn it into like a restaurant or something. So uh, that was fun. Nice. And Adam's gone. Adam took <laughs> off. That's it's weird. Like, all right, just going to ask you that question and leave. We should, gonna, uh, we should yeah. do like an arcade radio thing at uh, MGC is actually what we should do. Get a space. I, I, I would have fun with that. I would go to that as long as I'm available. You're back, Adam? Yeah, I had to pee really bad. Sorry. I knew it. Well, you know, I drank like two or three cocktails and then with a bunch of water in them. And then I was like, God dang, I got to pee. Ah, this, I think there's water in this beer. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Might be one of the main ingredients. We lost him. He just—he's huh. like screw this. There he is. Oh no! Yeah, actually, that was uh, like perfect timing. Skype just crashed out on me, completely closed. <laughs> well, you, oh, wow. but then you then you opened it like super quick. It was came back. Brian, you're not even on the screen anymore. I think you totally crashed off. I didn't he crash. Oh, he walked away. Is he looks like he's in like a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's, uh, Alexa, make the back bar lights warm white. Yeah. Hey guys, um, I do want to oh. say good night. My alarm goes off for work in about seven hours. So. Oh um, yeah. No, no problem. Again, again say yeah. say hi to Tina. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's good to see you. Get some time. Just let me know and. Uh, uh, okay, guys, I'm going to call it a night. We'll figure the video shit out, guys. But this was this was good. Thanks a lot. Thank All right, you. have a good night, guys. Thank you. Good, good night, night, guys. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, Skype. Oh, I hang up.